The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. Hi, this is Lady Petra. I'm Safa Master. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers. Cheers. So what are we drinking today? A whiskey sour. And this time you made it. I did. So you can explain what you came up with. Well, a whiskey sour is, what I, the way I make it is two shots of whiskey, one shot of lemon juice, mm-hmm. egg white. And the, shake and, it up, mm-hmm. bowl together, drop some ice in, shake it up with the ice, pour it through a sieve. Mm-hmm. Voila. Voila. Look how, um, you know, it's all intermixed here still. Like as yours is starting yeah. to settle, you can see it start to settle. But it's amazing yeah. how the proteins keep it mixed. Yeah. You know, from the egg white. Yeah. And it's really just a sour whiskey. It's great. I love it. I love it. Oh, it's great. And yeah. you used um, Black used, Label? I used Johnny Walker Black Label. Okay. Because like that it. was exactly the right amount. Now, actually, it's got slightly more whiskey in than we would ordinarily have just because I wasn't going to leave like that tiny bit yeah, in the bottle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I put it in. Yeah, oh, that's good. Anyway, mm-hmm. we're sitting in the afterglow of, you know. Of what hot we, sex. I don't know what, I don't know how else to describe it. I don't, I don't know what to say. That's our thing. And I was thinking about this last night when we were acknowledging the day mm-hmm. yesterday, recapping and doing acknowledgement to one another. I was real present to the idea that we're real present in the moment, so we're really enjoying each other and experience it fully. And it's, and and when we're in that and we get done, we're like, that was fucking hot. Yeah. Or while we're in it, we're saying that, but yeah. what have you. And then we go to the next day and we do a scene again and we're like, that was fucking hot. Yeah. And And it's <laughs> like, it sounds repetitive, but but what I'm clear on is we're very present in the moment we're in, and even when we're in bed, we're after the point, but it's still the same day, at least. But the past doesn't exist, so like right. we keep creating hotness in the day we're in. In the moment we're in. In the moment we're in, because the past doesn't exist. Yes, they were hot, and we try to um, chronicle it and, and remember it, right? And we know cumulatively, wow, it just keeps getting hotter. Um, but it, that's really what's happening. I mean, like we're really present. It's beyond. I need to have an orgasm. Oh no, it's it's way that's not that. the goal. Like I remember vanilla sex being that is the goal. Yeah, that's the end all. Yeah, and whether it took a long time or a little time, in the end, you had an orgasm. You had an orgasm. And right? It was over. Yeah, and it's so not 
that is not the focus like ever. I mean, I'm having, believe me, I'm having lots and lots of orgasms. That, there's no doubt on that. But that's not the focus of it. I'm not fixated on that. It's just happening. It's the whole process, everything, the well, whole it's experience. It's a full experience. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 so, so we're very fortunate because we have our 24-7 dynamic. Mm-hmm. And we actually are stuck at home inside yeah. of the dynamic. Yeah. So we get to be very present on a day-to-day basis to creating our dynamic. Mm-hmm. And the way we do that is we relate the experience of our scenes to like giving you time to get ready and me coming back from taking the dog Which out. Which is all the foreplay. It's all the foreplay. And then we we have a scene and, you know, because your cast is on, we're starting it differently than we would ordinarily yeah, start it. Yeah, different direction, yeah. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's still right? fucking hot. And, you know, we've evolved to where we get into a space of our kink, like a kink space. You get into subspace, I get into Tom's space really kind of quickly. Like really quickly. Yeah, really quickly. Like it's happening faster and faster. Yeah. And then and then we engage in what only can be described as like time travel because yeah, I, because like now we're sitting here and it's hours later and it's hard to believe any time has passed. Right. Yeah. And I'm just as shaky and weak as I was at the end of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm a, a, I'm I'm present to like earlier on when we were first playing the you know the first 6 months I started to have organisms that were bigger than I had had ever before yeah. and and uh I noticed I was telling you I felt uh I wasn't in a disassociative state I was aware of what's happening but I felt disconnected a little bit and yeah. a little spacey I kept telling you I felt kind of spacey and then we talked about subspace and things like that. And well, actually, then, let's just stop for a second. Yeah. So today our topic is the space we get into in kink, subspace and dom space. Correct. And and some conversation about aftercare. Okay, yes, go on. Yes. So, um, I I didn't try to understand it. I just let it happen. And then I've over time I've connected with things that are like during high protocols and we use chains. That's a super cue. Like just the sound of it. It's a hypnotic cue for me almost. Um, when I'm sitting there waiting for you to come home and I'm holding my collar and I'm in a, re, right now with my cast, a revised now do position, um, that creates a semi-hypnotic state. And the only thing I can equate it to at this level where I'm at now, where I can get into it quickly, is just like with my athletics, I literally could go from putting my spikes on on the side of the track to as soon as I walk to the line... Like as soon as I walked to the line, my heart rate quickened. Every my whole physiology started changing. Right. Not just for excitement. Like literally, I was getting into a zone while I'm standing there listening to instructions from. You and you get this tunnel vision. Like there's, thirty athletes beside you because it's a waterfall start, and I'm just, it's a tunnel. I see my run out. I see my run back. I know you know. I I'm not fixated on. Who said they were the fastest ranked coming in? Or any, none of that matters because on any given day, anything can happen. So you always leave that so open. And so you're just, it's almost like everything's slow motion. The gun goes off and everything's slow motion. And that's what it feels like when I get into subspace. 
I mean, now with oral, you can get, I mean, I speak in tongues all the time. (laughs) I don't even know what I'm saying. Yeah. I just know I am communicating something, obviously. Yeah. Joy, because I'm not telling you, there's no hard, I'm not putting any limits or safety words in there. Yeah. But it's, I can't control it. It literally, today. Sounds like gibberish, yeah. It's, yeah. But I think it's related to a genetic memory that you have some sounds you made genetically thousands of years ago like maybe I, I think it's accessing something like that that's what i think that's i may be crazy. wrong i may be wrong but that's that's how it, it it comes from nowhere and it sounds like nothing so it has to have some origin right well yeah and i've tried to look listen over time because it feels like i'm listening to this other person saying this stuff right and so like i'm listening to myself without understanding and i hear similar patterns of gibberish come out yeah similar patterns over and over in certain situations and i'm like what is the what is that um so anyway we had interviewed the nebraska's hypnotist and a hypnotist and he taught he did a little hypnosis um very light just kind of to demonstrate to the audience what it was with me uh you know suggestibility if if you will and um and then we asked him questions and he said yes he believes people can get in hypnotic states all the time people fall in and out of hypnotic states all the time he said several times a day yeah and i think that's true now that i've experienced this i think that's what's happening i think well anytime you get super focused on something where you're not aware of what's going on around yeah, you, you're, 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 in hip, you're in a hypnotic state. Well, think about it. When you drive and you all of a sudden you went from one exit and now you're 30 miles down the road because it's wonder, the same right. pattern. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. What just happened? Yeah. No, that we do get in hypnotic states all the time. I think the more interesting thing for me is that, like, I've watched your experience in, sub, in subspace progress over time. Mm-hmm. I've watched you get into subspace faster and I've watched you go deeper and stay there longer and take longer to recover. Like I've watched that happen. Mm-hmm. And and I've, you know, like you talk about your experiences, quote, being suggestible, mm-hmm. like more suggestible. But, but there's definitely a transition you make to subspace that, that makes you super interested in whatever is next. Like, yeah, like, like primal. Like I get primal. this really hardcore. I remember reading on FetLife about uh, primal and prey, and I was always like, "What, what is, is that? a deer yeah. and a lion, or right. what are they doing there? What's going on there?" Right. And um, I never really got answers per se, but I but the word primal comes up for me tremendously in what we're up to and then I guess someone might say to me well then that's you're because you're submissive that's prey you're acting like prey and I'm like well but it doesn't feel that way it feels primal well I think I think I'm still primal and prey primal and prey denotes hunter and hunted Mm -hmm. primal in our play to me just denotes at our most raw animal nature yeah it's very animalistic I feel very animalistic yeah so so raw yeah you know, the thing that I think is most interesting about the notion of hypnosis, of, of subspace being a hypnotic state, is the alteration in brain chemistry that occurs. 
But but what is amazing is it's not like you're sitting there swinging a watch in front of me. No. And you and we don't talk a ton during singing. No. Uh, we've got great music on, and there's a, just a whole, and that creates a hypnotic state too. Yes. The music is very great, and it's loud, and it's loud, yeah. and it's. Um, but what I think is amazing is me understanding what we're getting into, and yeah. me. With the presence of you, obviously, but even before you arrive home, putting myself in that subjectable area to be receptive to the beginning of subspace, like the beginning of the entrance to it. It's like I'm almost like I'm right at the door of subspace when you come home, just waiting for you to help me turn the key so I can access it. Mm. And, and that's what it feels like because I... Before we'd play, and I'd be all in my head and a lot of concern about whatever. I was in the moment, for sure, but I was a, a lot of concern about what is actually happening, right? I don't know. Things like vanilla sex people, I think, often do, who don't get into subspace. I would worry about things like, am I doing this right? Am I supposed to be here? What are my feet? Oh, my knee hurts. Whatever. Okay, so I might come up after a scene now, bruised or something, and not know, because I have a bruise here even. I don't even know how I got that. I think it's from laying on my leg. That's right. I don't know. That is not even my construct when I'm in it. Those kinds of things aren't in my construct. It's all about the scene and where we're in the scene. It's just bizarre. For me, it's really bizarre, because I can drop. I can feel it. And then when I feel it, I feel this... It's like, you know, when you get adrenaline mm-hmm. you're, and you're not in a fight or flight zone, like you, someone scares you or surprises you, you're sitting, let's say, or something, mm-hmm. and you get that, <clears throat> that shock through your system, that whole rush. Fuck. I just felt a huge rush and my, yeah. my heart's racing. And then you wait for it to go down. That rush, that's what subdrop feels like for me. It's, mm. like, I, it's like an elevator going down, but I, I'm like not going to die, but all of a sudden it goes... To the wow. bottom, and then I'm in. Interesting. And then I'm like, it's like the Matrix. Then I'm in access. I'm just, I have access to, I guess if we would talk about it, is the rabbit hole. Right. So it's like I dropped. It's like Alice in Wonderland. It really is like Alice in Wonderland. Like you open it, drink the, drink the big bottle, drink yeah. the little bottle, take the red pill, take yeah. the blue pill, whatever, and you do. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're going through the door and you're now in someplace else. Right. Now, I'm aware. I can, if you phone rang or you told right. me, you said there's an emergency, the fire, we're having a fire. Right. All of that's in my awareness. I'm not touched out of the world. But what I am is, it's almost like there's a, um, like when you fog up the mirror in a shower, uh-huh. it's like that. I'm on the other side because I'm in subspace, but all I have to do is go like this and I can see and get right back. I see. Yeah. So... So that's interesting, and it's interesting because where I stand, like your because you're in the dom space. Yeah, I am now. Dom space and sub space are different. They're totally, I'm, but you I'm should not, explain that. Yeah, I'm not feeling like a drop in a rabbit hole the way you do, right? Right, but but I I get sort of animal like like uh, yes like I get. Very directive in dumb well, space. Well, I think yesterday is a great example. Today was too, but yeah. yesterday, whatever it was, your trigger yeah. or wherever you went, there was a point where you are flogging me and you're stroking your cock and you're just. 
I was fucking you hard. And you're, it was you're flogging me really hard, and you're super aroused, and, and I, you're I was stroking, stroking my cock your cock. I wanted to fuck you, right? But yeah. even just uh, the fact that yes, you want to fuck me, but the whole point is you're still stroking your cock while you're flogging me. Yeah, like beyond the next moment that you want to do something. I'm yeah. just talking about that instantaneous moment in yeah. time is fucking hot. <laughs> And I totally missed it. So we have to film that sometime <laughs> because it is hot. Yeah. Because it's so dommy. It's like yeah. you in your dominess, sexual, getting sexual gratification while you're in that sadistic, that whole mode all at once, like all together, all at once. Yeah. Like you're super sexy. I'm <sighs> fucking your ass. It's really pink. I'm getting aroused. I'm hitting you harder. You're like groaning with like, the, and you're hitting the... me harder lately, a lot harder lately. And yeah. and I'm not complaining at all. What I'm what I'm recognizing, and you told me this would happen, but God, you know, you never <laughs> want to admit that to a sadist. But it is. It's like you know, I I try to push my butt towards you. Yeah. I try to drop my cast lower so it's not in the way. I try to. I had this thing going today. I don't know what it was. It was like a huge turn on though. Um, I was kind of, the music was going, you were flogging. Somehow it was all connected, this energy. And I was just like pushing my butt back with the music or whatever yeah. it was with the strokes or whatever it was. I can't remember the timing cause I'm in subspace. So I don't remember as much, but it was hugely arousing, like hugely. And then when you, and then, as I built like that, my contribution to the whole fogging part, when you were going harder, it changed the way I experienced harder. Isn't that mm. weird? It's like my participation and experience in the flogging, instead of just only being a receiver and only being passive, but my participation in whatever I was doing changed the whole way that experience evolved for me. Hmm. So interesting. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, so, so I, you know, I'm, I have one foot in reality when I'm in a dumb space, because I have to pay attention to how you're doing. Like I'm, my concern is. Is for that your a well-being. bad thing? Is there a place no. that a dom can ever be where no. they aren't worried about concern? No. no, no, because you're submissive to me, and I'm responsible for what I do to you, and I get pretty aggressive, and so. What I do has an impact that goes beyond its impact, potentially. Sure. And I need to be present to how so you're doing. How, so because you have that level of responsibility like that. I have to be two-headed about it. Yeah. How does that affect? No, I just keep, I keep one part of my awareness on your well-being. It's <laughs> yeah. a Gemini. Yeah, but I keep one part of my awareness on your well-being. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, imagine like it's a, it's a slightly open portal that I can see through. Mm-hmm. And if you get into trouble, that portal gets bigger so I can see more of you. Think of it like that. Okay. But okay. I just have a very limited component of my awareness on you and on your well-being all the time. And I have to be responsible too. You do, but, but if it gets out of control, I have to say... I'm aggressive, and I know I'm aggressive, and I know that I'm a sadist, and I know that you're submissive, and I'm responsible for that. 
a hundred percent. I can't. But I have I to be responsible too. I can't let you be responsible for my actions in that regard because I'm the one taking action. So I have to be responsible. So that doesn't doesn't matter. My my point is that I have that two-headedness about me where I'm at the same time as I'm monitoring your well-being, mm-hmm. I'm also fucking letting the Kraken out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. You know? Yeah. Because I'm a sadist. And yeah. so, like, I'm flogging you with a lot of force with a heavy flogger hundreds of times. I know. Right? Mm-hmm. And and it's, like, incredibly arousing. So... What does that feel like for you as a sadist or a dom, even? Deeply satisfying. Like, you know you're increasing your intensity. And from regular intensity to increasing, does it just... Does it... Uh, do you experience something, like... In subspace, like, when you change things, the intensity goes up. I experience a, if you will, a deeper drop. Hmm. Exactly. Unless it's unless it's moving me to a un, an unsafe zone, yeah. I might come up a little bit in my awareness. Yeah. But if it's if it's more intense, but my but I've been warmed up in a way where it's recept, I'm receptive to it, yeah. and my masochistic is grabbing onto that, I might drop deeper. Sure. Where you do. do you go? I'm going deeper also, and um, what's happening is, like like I'm I'm moving from like a wrist motion to an arm motion to a shoulder motion to okay. a trunk motion to a full body motion and, and like at the end when i'm flogging you with all of my force mm-hmm. it's like deeply arousing to to be present to that experience of delivering impact to a body that's pulling for that impact yeah and I'm it just feels so it. energetic it's crazy right so so, like, I have to keep my awareness very two-headed because I've really got to keep an eye on how you're doing, mm-hmm. right? And I'm listening to you, and I'm trying to listen to you over the music, and so... Well, I, and I would, I guess I would say this, because I've thought about this a few times during subspace, like, I hope he thinks I'm okay, because I am okay. I just make sounds. I'm a very verbal player. No, I understand player. your sounds. I've been playing with you every day for a yeah, couple of years. I understand your sounds. And so, I'm for me, concerned. it's like... I'm very aware that if it was beyond what I could do, and you've seen this before in different scenarios, my and I can't help it, it just happens. If it's way beyond what I understand even, I'm, I'm not even saying it's beyond what I can handle, but I, my, I'm just brought out of something. You'll, you'll see me pull my bass in or I'll skirt exactly. away. Yeah. yeah, I have an actual primal reaction to physical it. Physical response. Yeah, physical right. response. And I'm not doing that. I'm like leaning into you, trying yeah. to give you more of my ass. I'm like, yeah. yes, yes. Now you're all in. I get it. Yeah, so so as you're, as you're getting deeper in, into your subspace, I'm getting deeper into my dom space. And so this is where the rabbit hole takes a turn. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know how this is going to turn out. We'd never know. And see, if I'd said to you two years ago, you know, in a couple of years, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to be flogging you with all of my force every day for hundreds of strokes and fuck you, fuck your well, ass, fuck your throat in between. You would have gone, really? No, I know. Yeah? Well, even today, you were flogging me hard. And I was like, yeah, we can keep going. Yeah. And it was weird that I say that, but... I was experiencing it in a whole different way. Right. So so this is a conversation about subspace. And mm-hmm. so 
you know, it's a it's a it's a hypnotic state. Your brain get your brain chemistry gets altered in the experience of being in subspace. And as long as I can play my role as a sure. Don and keep you sexually aroused through that experience, mm-hmm. because it's in that arousal that your subspace exists. When you when you get out of being aroused, then the subspace disappears. So so I have never experienced that. When I drop into sunspace in our scenes, I'm there the whole time until you yeah, but, put me to aftercare. Yes, but that's because I'm intentional about keeping you I, I in a think high state sure. of arousal. I think for sure. But like high state of arousal is all kinds of things, even me doing things yes. to you. Yes. Because yes. me doing cock worship is hugely arousal yes. for me. So no, it is. So it's doesn't it is not downtime. No, no, no. No. It's 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 not about me being on a continual orgasm nonstop for two hours. No. Arousal However, is arousal. Yes. However, if I were to do something that would um, take you outside of your pain experience, uh, you know, may- maybe scare you. Then what'll happen is you'll you'll come out of subspace really yes. fast, and you'll experience what's called sub drop. Oh, I get it. Okay. Okay. So so the sub drop that that you experience because I'm committed to keeping you in a high state of arousal. The sub sub drop you experience is after we're done, and you drop out of subspace. And now your now your brain's got all well, that like chemistry. Well, like even occurred. yesterday, our play was intense yesterday, yes. and um, and I was complaining to you <laughs> way after. Like it, we played we played later. at three or four. Yeah, and I or maybe earlier because we were supposed to have an interview that day, but from, we changed from two it. to four. Right. Two to four. Right. Okay, and then we had dinner, right? And we're now into TV time and before bed, and so it's it's like several hours, seven later. or eight now. Yeah, three or four hours. Yeah, and I'm telling you, oh my god, I'm still shaky, and my arms are killing me. It feels like I did like a thousand push-ups. Yeah, it's funny. And I, yeah. they were hurting, and so yeah. I finally took Tylenol. Now, I, granted, I'm recovering on my leg too, so there's yeah. a double pain there that I don't always discern, but. Uh, it was incredible how long it lasted. Yeah, sub sub drop yesterday was intense because subspace was deep and intense. Was deep and f- that's one thing I do notice. If I fall, if I shift into a drop really quickly, yeah, it's longer for me to get out. Oh, interesting. If I drop slowly, I get out quicker. Isn't that I, weird? I think that is interesting. I would argue that. If you have a, a light subspace experience, mm-hmm. you don't experience subdrop. And if I you don't have really a, experience subdrop very often. No, but if you have a deep experience, like yesterday, yesterday, it takes you a long time to recover because there's a ton of chemistry occurring in our bodies. Well, and, and everyone experiences subdrop differently. Some people get very, um, it's, it's a more of a mental, emotional thing for them. Some people get physical, like, uh, fatigue. The and... first, yeah, the first response that I've experienced with a sub after intense play is there's a physical, like almost like you go into shock. Yeah. So that's so, exactly what it feels like. So you like. wrap somebody in a blanket. Yep. You cuddle. Yep. There, there's rest. like there's like holding. There's there's rest. Like I usually wrap you up in a blanket. Which and... is huge. That rest period. Yeah. Is I mean. 
I'll say this. All the years I've had sex, not just kinky sex, but sex, I, I'm a pleaser. So I put my whole self into it, whether yeah. my partner is or not, it doesn't matter. The reality is that's what I do. I don't, I don't ever recall falling into any type of subspace yeah. before I met you. However, the energy is still expelled. And right. after that, I'm usually wiped. I'm like, I'm not, I'm useless. Basically, generally, now we play differently, but generally in the past, it's, it was that obviously at night before you went to bed, so you could just pass out and go to sleep, right? And no right. one's, there's no aftercare. It's just people are passing out. Is right. what's happening. What happens now is if we play midday or morning, whatever, um... I mean, do you recognize? I mean, I go into subspace when we're in the morning. You just have me suck your cock. Yeah. Because what happens right afterwards? I'm, we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, oh, I'm yeah. out. They nap, right? I'm, you know, you're usually okay, but I'm usually, I'm, I'm napping. Yeah. Does dom space give you that fatigue like that? Or do you fight no, that? Because no. I know you don't like to take take naps but, so i'm just wondering no, if you're fighting it no no it's not the same it's are different. you more amped it's more amped yeah i'm more up like i want to sit down and have a whiskey that's what i mean so that so, and the, so talk I, about that talk about so, that. so after we see like an intense scene like a marking scene or a sure. protocol scene you know while you're on the couch asleep i'm sitting here with a stiff whiskey reading my book and just like relaxing afterwards just like calming down Mm-hmm. Because I get pretty fucking amped. So, like, because of that, I'm curious because we enjoy whiskey so much. Your because your experience of the world in that heightened state is all different. Yeah. So everything you're doing at that point is a different than you would do normally. Yeah. Um. Do you experience the whiskey different? I mean, I'm curious. I like mean, all these things, everything's is more intense. More right? intense. Okay. So the flavors are more intense. They, the aromas are more ex- God, intense. God, they should do a study on this. Maybe they should. Yeah. The but also but also the way the whiskey hits me is more intense. I mean, I really faster. Get, yeah. So it helps you drop down. I suppose. Or it, I suppose relax. I suppose it, I suppose it does. I mean, I just enjoy. I think it's fantastic when I you enjoy, have a whiskey afterwards. I know. I enjoy the time because I'm watching you snooze on the couch and I'm feeling really kind of, you know, like like I con- con- conquered the world. You did. Right? I did. I had this huge conquest. I have to blow my horn. Um, yeah, but let, let me speak to that because I'm going to speak to that. So what is it you have up there? It's a ram's horn. It's a it doesn't look like a regular ram's horn. Is it a no, special... No, it's a ram's horn. No, it's just a big... It's a, it's a huge fucking horn. Okay. Yeah. So he has this thing that's probably two feet... Two and a half feet. Two yeah. and a half feet long. Curled horn. Yeah. Ram's horn. Yeah. And after we have our scene or protocols, and you know, pretty much every time he says that's hot, it's time to blow the horn, he blows this horn right afterwards... Naked in front of the window, pretty much. Um, he's back a little bit, but but the reality is, he blows it until he gets that great sound, that bellowing sound out of it. Yeah, like I'm trying to signal to the world that I that he just conquest. Yeah, my slut, right? And it's it's another primal. It's our thing, but it's, it's, it's so primal. It's, it's fun. It we're God. I don't know how to explain it to people. We're children. 
<laughs> we are children. Um, we literally are have created whatever we've created yeah. that works for us. Yeah. And I want to remind our listeners, each of you has the ability to create your own experience. circumstances and experiences that become your touchstone, if you will, in your play. Yeah. Yeah. So, so subspace, subspace is deeply satisfying for you because I can keep you in a state of arousal and I can do things to you that are different than you've experienced historically and that take you to places that are new for you. And I, and I want that and I want you to feel like you're moving in a direction in the same way as well. Do you well, see I what I'm saying? I can't take you there without going there. Right, but, so, but so you I'm, know what I'm saying. We're on this, it's it, kind of like we're on, we're on the same tra- train track. Right. We're going there together. Right. Right. Now, now what happens in the experience of our sex is what happens. You know, we fuck, we suck, we eat, we, what, oh, what we do, we flog, we, we, we do things. Like that's just the actual play. But then what happens afterwards is the experience of recovering from our sexual dynamic scenes, which is subspace this drop, is, subdrop. This is key, cause you, and you've told me this, but I just want to remind the listeners, after play, yeah. in sub care, dom care, if you will. Dom care might have to be the doms caring for themselves at the point because the sub is at a commission. But I think the dom needs to create a situation that they have their own um, protocols they follow for their own care. Right. And then, of course, we have further care because we nuzzle and do all the things we're doing. And, And our circumstances are a little weird right now just because my leg is healing. If my leg wasn't healing, there'd be different interactions happening with cooking and different things like that. Anyway, but I think it's important that there's nothing ever wrong. Ever. And that's the key. In a sub drop or anything like that, in fact, there's been a few times you thought I was really spacey still longer than what maybe what the scene might have initiated but you know it's all subjective right um and so you i was still kind of the spacey wanting to lethargic and you prompted me let's go on a walk and then we go on a walk together out the fresh air and sunlight um and have you know Let's just say it's a third through our walk on the way to the end location. You're checking in with me to see how I'm doing. You know, you're, if I had any problems along the way, you would certainly say something. But generally, I'm, I'm a little stumbly. I mean, th- these are real things for subs. I'm stumbly. I, it's almost as if I've been drinking. Right. I hold your hand. Like I'm buzzed. Right. I hold your hand and we walk really close. I, that's exactly what it feels like. That's a, probably the best analogy. Is that when I go into public, when I have to be on more high alert, like people are watching me. Yeah, you feel a little buzzed. I'm, I feel like I'm buzzed. Right. Although I'm not, I haven't drank anything. Right. Uh, but I'm, I'm swarming with hormones right then, yeah. you know, in different types of uh, released uh, chemicals in my brain. And so, in fact, this reminds me on another side junct is this hypnosis thing you sent me today. Yeah. Was we'll, about we'll the types this. of brain. We gotta, or we'll I'm going to post this. that for yeah. sure. But we walk and you check in and I, and I really, 
can tell you definitively that I feel better. Yeah. And I just, I just, the way I check in, I just go, how are you feeling? Yeah. Still feeling a little spacey. Yeah. And I can tell by how hard you're holding my hand. Like <laughs> yeah, if, if I'm using it for if support. You're, if, you're, if you're hanging on for dear life, yeah. then I know that you're trying to stay up, right. upright, right? Right. Now, and then, and then I'll, I'll take you to, like, when we used to, remember restaurants that were cool? We used to yeah, have those. Yeah, we used to do those, yeah. right? Yeah. I would walk you to a restaurant and we'd go have something to eat. It didn't have to be like a big meal, but we'd go have it a snack. Was, and it wouldn't even have to be extravagant. It just no. could be something to fill my belly, to pass the time, to create a new circumstance, that, right. those kinds of things. Right, because because when when you first started experiencing subspace with me... Um, it was new for me. It was new for you. You didn't really have a context for See, it. See, and that's what that's where I'm at now. I'm not saying I'm a pro at subspace. I, I'm not at all saying that. However, when we talked about our chronology last night, about yeah. how often we've had sex... Right. Fucking a lot of times, right? And so, I'm more in tune with my subspace. Like, I'm actually... Aware that I'm not fully recovered out of subspace because I'm falling a lot deeper. Right. But what I'm aware of is I know where I'm at. Right. And I'm able to tell you I'm okay to get up now. Yeah. And where I'm telling you I'm okay to get up at and move around and do stuff is probably way beyond where I used to be when we go on walks. So you're, so you're more familiar with the experience. So what I'm saying to you, yes, it's, it's like... When you get your first, you drink your first beer or two beers or whatever, huh. you're like, fuck, this is amazing, you know? <laughs> and then you're like, you start to figure it out. Or if you're smoking pot, you start to figure it out, right? right. You start to figure out the lay of the land and you're like, okay, I get, I get what I'm able to do and what I'm not able to do sure. during this, pa- this place. What I do find is if I, as I've learned, if I'm in sub-drop or aftercare-ish phase, if I rest a little bit and then I do move into that moving around and actually functioning, I don't get this, maybe you correct me on this, but I don't experience sub-drop as much of a emotional mental drop, like I start to think negatively or depression. Yeah. I definitely feel it way more as a physical Yeah, now, now I've had experience. experiences with subs where it's been an emotional release. Oh yeah, they start crying and all kinds right. of no I totally get that and I'm not, yeah. I'm not judging I'm no. just saying I've started to figure out where I'm at and yeah. it's and I think my context the only thing I can bring it to is it's very similar to my athletic career sure I I never blubbered after a race if I lost it or won it or anything I, I I literally dealt with where I was in the moment and it feels I mean I I mean part of me it's bittersweet it's like you give me access to something I don't have access to um, because of my surgery, I'm not going to be able to ever run again. And I have access. Oh, it's emotional. <laughs> but I have access to this whole feeling I had when I ran. Yeah. That I never will get again. But right. I get it every day. In this context. I don't know why that's so emotional for me. But well, it moves you because because, because you're realizing. Because it's so profound to be. Yeah. Because people talk about. Um, Especially during COVID, you hear this a lot. The runners are like all up in arms about wearing masks or if they can yeah. run or what have you. And it's part of it because they're addicted to the endorphins sure. for runner's high. And when you're a seasoned runner, you can, it's, which I'm assuming is a sub drop. 
the reality is you we all talked about this. You could move into runner's high yeah. on cue about uh, three miles in. Right. No, they're, they're you definitely... know, so you know how to do it. So that's what I'm saying. I have an identity. I can identify when you come in. Yeah. I can move into sub drop because. Subspace. Subspace, excuse me. Excuse me. Because I understand what that scenario is going to lead to. Yeah. No, for sure. I, it, 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 it's interesting. It occurs to me from a physiological standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot happening physiologically. Yeah. So. Like, if you think about just the, the body's capacity to respond to training. So, mm-hmm. like, if you take fat metabolism, just, just fat metabolism, sure. right? So, if you're, like, deconditioned out of shape and you start exercising, the enzymes that would be needed to turn stored, stored triglycerides into free-floating fatty acids, they never get stimulated yeah. because you're... And your your the, the cells that make them go, I would do it, but she's just going to sit down again. No, it, right. That's what I. But that's then, wait, exactly wait, right. But then, if you're in decent condition, it takes about thirty minutes to get those fatty acids floating. That's right. But if you're a if you're an experienced seasoned athlete, you just have to think about training. That's and the free fatty acids are floating. And this is the same thing in 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 subspace for an experienced or a seasoned participant in high kink scenarios mm-hmm. my my frame of reference is based on for you with you is based on watching the change in the way you both experience subspace and the way you recover from subspace and the transitions that you've made over the course of the last couple of years and mm-hmm. what i've noticed is you get into subspace faster you stay there longer you go deeper and you recover faster all of those things are true it's like a conditioned athlete you're becoming conditioned right and and the thing I feel is, that way. Yeah. I mean, that's, it, I feel, to me, it's crazy, but it feels <laughs> sex is an athletic event. It feels like an athlete's training. It is. It's it's disciplined. Yes. I have to be a participant in my sub in my subspace um, progression yeah, experience. Sure. Absolutely. That's no different than when I was an athlete. And so the reality is I'm all in because I know how wonderful it is. Yeah. And that's why your premier athletes get in because they all know they all know it. Yeah. They experience the euphoria. Yeah. It's addictive. It's it's more addictive. That's why people do it. It's more addictive than any drug on the market because you don't have the nasty after effects. Right. It's absolutely internalized addiction. And yeah. it and you will do it. Yeah. If people can get in touch with that part of it. And and yeah. you don't have to be an experienced athlete to get in touch with that. No. It's quite literally changing how you approach it. Yeah, I agree. I think I think that and, as and a you dom, help with that. Of course. Well, I'm I'm saying I want to note and acknowledge you yeah. on let's just say You've you've said you've seen me. We've done a lot of talk about this lately. You see me. Yes. But I think particularly in our high protocol scenes, you saw me way early. Yeah. In a way. I I mean I think the first time you probably did it just maybe because you like it, but not knowing where it would land and not really caring where it would land because you're the dominant. But you started with the chain. 
I had no context of a chain ever in my life. Okay? Yeah. Other than I can only look back at whenever there were chains around, which is very few times in my life. I was intrigued by them. You know, play with them and things like that. But nothing... Nothing sexual. Nothing sexual and nothing major like beyond right. period, short periods of time. But I was always in, intrigued and never thought about it more. Here you tie, you you put, you link the chain. I don't know how long your chain is. 18 feet. 18 feet. And you find the midpoint and you wrap it around, wrap my, it around neck. my neck and then you padlock it. Right. I remember the first time you did it, I was like, fuck. <laughs> this is scary. And now I'm like, oh yes, please put the chain on me. I mean, literally just hearing you on, and I know you do this for the effect because you know it drops me. Just hearing you play with the chain because you're trying to find the middle because I, I coil your chain for you. Yeah. Which is just so sexy. I think that's... You should put a picture of that up too. It's just an attractive thing. I'll put yeah. a picture of that. But but what I'm saying is that whole culmination, when you come to yeah. me with that, it I drop. I just... I And I drop to a level of what we consider high protocols. Okay, but you're, you started saying about that... Something about the way that I help with. Well, how you help with that is you, when you first bought the chain, I didn't know it would affect me. And so the very, very first time when you, when I heard the chain, I heard in my head because I'm, I had a lot of chatter still. I was in the moment, but I was a lot of chatter. I heard, oh fuck, what is he going to do with that? Right? That's what I heard. This is the safest I'm dealing with. (laughs) Then you did your thing. And we've done several things with the chain, with with the restraints and different stuff. But generally now, on our you know protocols now, is it's it's part of chaining me around my neck. It's part of your jewelry. Jewelry, and then you use it to hold me and things right. like that. Okay. And then there became a point where you would whisper in my ear, "As I'm going to chain you, and I own you." And this is before I was collared. This, I'm collaring you right now or right. somewhere along those lines. That messaging and training, if you will, through messaging, uh, in the state that I was in that semi-subspace, sub, sub, I was not quite subspace, but I was semi-sub, I was suggestible. Semi-lucid. Right? <laughs> well, yeah. let's be honest. And I... Whether your intention was to have me committed to that or not, or whether you just didn't know if I would be committed to that, or you wanted... I don't know what your intention was. It doesn't matter. When you end up doing that, it sets me off in a certain way. Partly because of... I want to acknowledge because of your training skills, let's just say. But there's something I didn't know about myself. With hearing the change. And I told you specifically... Hearing, not even you. When you wrap it around my neck, that's profound in a way because I know I'm being that's yours. Like I'm being over. owned. Right. But the hearing, and who knows where the hell that came from? Yeah. So, so on a gradient over the course of time, I've leveraged your <laughs> curiosity about your own masochism. I know. To, I know. I'm totally totally transparent. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I've I, what I've done is I've worked with an intention to deepen your masochism. Mm-hmm. 
not not because it's better, but because I think it's an exploration. It's like a it's like a it's like an inquiry. Like how like like where does this go, right? Like how how far can know. you go? I don't know. Like lately. Wait, I'm not done. So, so my experience of of our ex, like time through the space mm-hmm. is as your dom, mm-hmm. as your master. I'm being responsible in every single scene for stretching you a little bit in this direction or that direction. It's a, it's an ongoing process, Mm -hmm. right? So we, you know, before your surgery, I think I pushed you too. Well, you too. Cause I say that was 650 strokes. Right. (laughs) And can we do a thousand? Right. And then maybe we can get to a thousand. Right. I think I could go longer. Right. Not knowing, not really knowing, and not really. My intention was not to purposely challenge you. It was no, an it, inquiry. It's not challenging to a, me. No, no, but it was an inquiry to a sadist. It's to an say, invitation. Yes. It's an to invitation. Say, I don't know where my limit is. Right. It's an invitation for me to explore you. And I'm not willing to go to 3,000, I'm willing to go to 1,000. <laughs> Oh, you just said 3,000. No, no. But I'm just saying... <laughs> no, you just said 3,000. I did. No, listen. But, but what I'm saying is, is that 1,000... Re- and I told you this afterwards. It was phenomenal. And it was so close to an endurance event like I had run a race. Right. Right? Yeah, it took a long time too. No, the point is... This was my point. My point is that as your dom, I'm trying to have you experience the rabbit hole that what I call the rabbit hole with more abandon ongoingly than you normally would experience the world so so I'm stretching pushing increasing the intensity the duration the so how does severity. that land and I'm not even talking about us because yeah. I'm in that process of masochism exploration. Let's just yes. say someone's season. Where does it become a push-pull for the dom? Because let's be honest, not everyone's at your level. There's people above you and below you, and I don't mean that hierarchical. I just mean an experience or... Right. Um, well, first of all... Seeing. First of all, as when I say does this, it become? Have you ever... Okay, I'm not even saying with me. Have you ever experienced a point where you... Um, feel stretched as a dom, and you're having to keep clarity on what's yeah. happening. So there, there was a there was a sub who I came a hundred times. Right, right. And and she, it became like a challenge. Right. I said to her one for time, both of you. Yeah. So yeah. so so what happened was. Yeah. I said to her one time, you know, someday you're going to ask me to cane you a hundred times. And did you say that? And, and I said it in jest. You, yes. Completely in jest. Yes. <laughs> right. But what she took it as was a challenge. And of then, course, a sub does that. <laughs> right. And then one day she she said, "I want you to cane me a hundred times." Fuck. Yeah. And and you know that like that's a that's a so that that stopped me in my. But in that's my you really having to do it. Yeah, that's right. I'm really going to have to do this. Like, and I had to ask myself. Am I somebody who can cane a submissive with a heavy cane a hundred times? Like, not not like tap tap tap. I'm talking cane strokes with an with an intensity level 
that produces the result that a cane stroke should produce. So, like, as a, uh, what do you call it? Protective measure, if you will. Yeah. As, as a Don being responsible, the Smiths is supposed to count, usually, or something. She in that. counted. But you know how that happens. They can move into subspace and they can miscount or whatever. No, did you she, keep counting or did you make sure she was accurate? Yes. And, and, and you know, she wasn't allowed to move. She had to stay still. Mm-hmm. And she so was it just 100, 100 strokes, just bam, 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 one after another? Right. Or were there breaks? No breaks. No breaks. Ugh. Just 100 strokes. It's tough. <laughs> no, it was great. Um, you know, like immediately after that, I want to drink whiskey. Yes, I do. Yeah, so how did that, what did that produce for you after? Because you have to worry about her aftercare. Yeah, so that was just the start of a scene. So So that was the start of the scene. Right. So you were done. No, I wasn't done. Yeah. No. So it, then what? We, we gave her some time to recover, then we went on and we played well, for Well, what does that hours. mean, recover? Does she own the aftercare type mode? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we like, you know, some cuddling and some stroking and some, you're a good girl. And, and then, what, 15 minutes? can't remember well i mean i mean i'm just After saying some period of time then you went back into scene yeah oh, i got it okay yeah so anyway so the question was like do i give a good stretch yes the answer is i do and you stretch me you know you stretch me too so mm-hmm. it's so it's it's important from a ds dynamic sense to monitor the impact that play has on us mm-hmm. and and because i'm the dom and you're the sub you get aftercare. Mm-hmm. I get self-care. Well, is that fair, really? Completely. Well, yeah. then... No, it's completely fair. It's fine. And I'm not, I'm not whining. No, you're not. I don't feel no. like you're whining at all. I'm not, I'm not... I'm just thinking in a global sense for all doms. Yeah, I'm no, not it's saying, fine. Well, I'm thinking in a global sense. So no, does it mean not... you do self-care in the immediate, in the immediate moment? Yes. Is there then needed to be some type of further care... Post, yes, because a even debriefing. you are having no, 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 hormone there, changes. Yes, no, there's a debriefing that should occur on, 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 you know, scene by scene. Right, and we do it in bed at and night. We do it. We, yeah. we talk about it, right? But there's a debriefing process in, yeah. in aftercare that's important. I think so too. Right, so I think that's important. Yeah, so so you know, you take care of the 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 important things first: shock and comfort and do you feeding think, do you and think... rest, and then. Debriefing. So subs go through those things you talked about. Yes. Do you think doms ever go through those? Let's just say no. you don't just experience that there could be scenes out there that you don't know what the experience is. I think I think there are doms who who get it in over their head. And so I think maybe when they, they get have, it over their head. Yeah, they they need to debrief very carefully. So let's. I'm not promoting this with right. us. I'm just saying. There are, there are doms that have different submissives, and they might have a caretaking submissive after, to care for them after they've played. Why not? I'm just yeah. saying. It's an option. I, I'm just saying that I think submissive... It's a, it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I'm thinking. Um, it's just a thought, because... Yeah. You've got two people at a heightened state, whatever they're at, at a heightened state. If there was another woman here to take care of me after mm-hmm. we were done playing, mm-hmm. she would come and sit by me while I drink whiskey. Right. That's what would happen. Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. She, would, and she would, you know, just like be Tell present. Tell me it's okay. Tell me it's okay. <laughs> because, because really, 
for me, yeah. sitting after we play and, and having a really good whiskey and just enjoying that experience. I am so like altered state when you do that, but I, I'm aware you're getting whiskey yeah. and I'm aware you're reading or whatever you're doing, right. tweeting or whatever, but you're basically just decompressing exactly from the intensity that was just so intense for however long. And, and we talked about this before last night, even just, just, you know, my vanilla, uh, marriage before us had been, you know, sex all the time. However, I wasn't engaged. So that, you know, sex for one person basically. Um, and we talked about like, what's the average time you pl- your play and depending on where he was in ability to come or not 30, 45 minutes, somewhere in there. I mean, he could stretch it, but if he stretched it into an hour or whatever, it would always become this dysfunction and there's really no fault on him. I'm not, I never think that's a, dis- that's a fault of anyone. That's physiology. I, I'm a physiologist. I get it. However, I would try to make sure that he'd have pleasure, but he'd get despondent and whatever, and he'd have his own issues mentally. We're now playing on an average, you know, an hour or more on an average at a super high intensity, like that nothing I've ever experienced for it, high intensity. Generally before, it was me servicing somebody for 45 minutes. Let's be honest. That was me servicing. Now you're being used. Now I'm being used, which means I'm part of the process. Right. Now it's completely different. It's totally different. And and so what I'm saying is it's understandable about the position you're put in. And I I just worry and make sure. I appreciate your concern. You don't have to be concerned. I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm good. No, no. The truth is, the truth is that our our scenes are like super erotic. They're super hot. They're super intense. They're super fun. I love them. And I can't wait till the next one. Right. And, and I, ha- I just want to make sure that you're okay to get through it. I'm, I'm super okay. And I want to tell you just in this process of us having this conversation on our pod yeah. with these beautiful whiskey sours, what's great about us having the podcast after a scene is we're usually in that weird space, right? Yeah. And as we get through the topic, I start to feel normal. Like right now, truly, because the alcohol helps you be the uninhibited way, right. which helps you meet the halfway point of right. your sub drop. I'm feeling fine right now. Good. I mean, I feel buzzed, but I feel fine. I'm complete. I am fully complete. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for today. You can find us on your favorite podcast directory. We also have an RSS feed. If you're interested in online coaching for kinksters or online domination, you can visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. And if you're uh, having comments or suggestions or drink ideas for our podcast, you can email me at LadyPetraPlayground at gmail.com. That's it. That's it. Cheers. Cheers.